Thank you, Brother Ballard. Good evening, friends. I'm certainly happy to be here tonight in the name of our Lord Jesus to serve his people and the best that I know how for his kingdom and for the glory of God. I was just bringing back old memories again to hear that little Spanish choir sing. I hope my, my little girl is awake to hear that. I certainly appreciate that, brother, and you, sisters. I've perhaps maybe many of you were the same group that was singing the other time when we was here, and I suppose you are. And there hasn't been a time or a meeting that I guess I've ever had but what I've thought of that time. And you, you've increased since then. You're better than you was then, even. I remember when you sang for me, Only Believe, in Spanish. I have it on a record at home. And do we get a great thrill out of that, going in and hearing this little record of a little Spanish choir singing, Only Believe. Best I can get it is, Yonge de Yeve, or something. <laughs> it's very, very nice. Such a fine bunch of young people, well trained. I'm very grateful. I'm sure this audience tonight is grateful for this marvelous uh, piece of singing that they have just given us in the name of the Lord. Aren't you say amen? And just every time that you can come back at every night, we'd like that very much, so be sure to come back. <laughs> That's just fine. And uh, I remember the other pastor, Brother Garcia, I met him here some time ago again. I think he's in New Mexico or California, one in services. I believe the Spanish people was the first outside of English-speaking people that I ever prayed for was the Spanish people. I wondered how I would get along. They loved me. I loved them. And immediately I seen that God was with us. Second was the Indians up at um, San Carlos. And that night I was wondering after God was speaking if they'd have a prayer line. It was the Indian is very very sensitive. He wants to know what he's getting into before he does it. And when I heard him say that, glory adios, is that right? The glory to God. It's been a long time since I said that. <laughs> glory adios or something, glory to God or something. I know there'd be somebody get in the prayer line when I heard them. <laughs> and about a little while, the Indian people got to coming in the prayer line, and my, I've never seen so much power and glory as I started off here at Phoenix. It seems like my beginning place was here in Phoenix, Arizona. May the Lord just richly bless each one of you. Now, in these types of service and praying for the sick, I come, thought maybe would we just have the gospel preaching of salvation for the soul. And I this afternoon we finally asked among the dear friends who were here and they it was a great immense vote that they should we should pray for the sick. And in doing this, it keeps me kind of, uh, people think as an isolationist, kind of to myself, of uh, praying. But I love people. God knows that, how I love people. But you, you can't be a servant of man and a servant of God at the same time. You, you've got to either be, if you keep yourself to God, then you've got to be for God and serve his people. And <clears throat> I'm sorry we don't, or uh, a seating is inadequate, but uh, maybe tomorrow night we'll have more seats in here. And if the, the Lord blesses, I believe there's places here who would, places that seat more people in this one. That 
we could probably get. And uh, we just, I never like to make anything big. We just go along and just start and whatever the Lord does, that's his way of doing it, to see, we just leave it like that. But I just trust that every person here tonight that isn't saved will be saved tonight. And every person that hasn't received the Holy Spirit will receive it tonight. And every sick person will be healed tonight. These stretchers and this wheelchair case and whatever more that's around, all the people out in the audience, may they ever one be healed is my sincere and deepest desire to see the people healed. And now may God be merciful to us, is my prayer. And I want to read some scripture just for a few moments, and I'll try not to keep you too long because it's having to stand and so forth, and I'll be just as quick as I can. We want you to be just as reverent as you can, and I want you to believe with all your heart that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is here and hath already healed every one of you, already has saved every one of you. The only thing you have to do is to believe that with all your heart and accept it. See? And on your confession, now perhaps 80% or 90% of the audience tonight would be Christians. Well then, if you got in your mind that you wasn't a Christian any longer and would quit confessing that you was a Christian, you got dropped right out of the picture. See? It's your confession. Hebrews 3, 1 said he's the high priest of our confession. In other words, he's making intercession upon our confession. What we confess that he is, that's what he confesses that we are. Making intercession on our confession. I'm getting it to, I better said over here, I guess. It wasn't loud enough. Oh, I see. I'm, can you hear me all right now, everywhere? Back in the left wing here, can you, all right? Over this way, all right? Some says they can't, and maybe step it up. I'm not very big to begin with, and I have to almost yell at you. I don't mean to do it, but I almost yell to make you. The main thing is when we start the prayer line, get it just as high as you can, because I don't know what I'm saying then, you see, so it's a, it has to pick it up in the audience. Now, over in the reading of the Word, I love to read God's Word because it is right, and my words will fail like any other man's word, but God's Word can never fail. It's the same always. Well, now, we want to speak as every meeting about Jesus Christ, and He's the center of our worship, the center of our attraction, the center of our life. All that we have and what are and will be is based upon Him. He was the one who came and gave His life for us, come down from God out of glory, and was made flesh, dwelled among us, and taken upon us. Upon Him the sin of us all, the sickness of us all, bore away to Calvary, and there paid the price. He's worthy of all praise that can be given Him. Someone said not long ago, said, Brother Branham, you brag too much about Jesus. I said, I don't brag enough about him. You can never say too much in bragging about our Lord Jesus Christ, because he's worthy of all praise. Now in the writings of St. John, the first chapter, and beginning with the 44th verse, we read these words. Now Philip 
was of Bethesda, a city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and said unto him, We have found him, of whom Moses and the law did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said unto him, Can there be any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and said to him, Behold, an Israelite in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou were under the tree, I saw thee. Nathanael said, answering and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Now shall we bow our heads just a moment for prayer. Our kind, loving Father, we approach thee tonight in the name of thy beloved child, Jesus Christ, thanking thee from the depths of our soul for the privilege that we have of representing him in the way of preaching the gospel and ministering to your poor, sick, needy people, bringing sinners to repentance by the preaching of the word and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. They become submissive to the word of God. We thank thee for these things. And we are living in the day just before his coming again. Our hearts are quivering with joy to know that soon we'll be caught up to meet him in the air. We'll be changed and made like he is. We'll see him as he is. And to think that we were one time alienated from God, cut off without mercy, Gentiles, packed away with dumb idols, worshiping, know not what we were worshiping. And do season Christ come, the lovely one, for the unlovely, the righteous one, for the unholy, and has gave his life, giving his precious blood for a sacrifice that it might reconcile us before God that we be appear in his righteousness, blameless and faultless before him. Oh, how we love him and adore him. Now. Father, as to speak just a few moments, no man can open the Word of God. We realize that in the reading of the Scripture, John said that no man in the earth, or under the earth, or in heaven was worthy to open the book, or to loose the seals thereof, or even to look thereon. But a lamb which had been slain from the foundation of the earth, he came and took the book, for he was worthy. Now, Lamb of God, I have read your word, but now open it to us that we might understand, for we ask it in Jesus Christ's name, amen. I will try now just to speak a few moments, but now the main thing tonight the reason I don't preach at night time like this, just a little sermon at night, is because of, a, of a, a different anointing. It's all the Holy Spirit, but the man who is, is preaching uh, isn't uh, maybe interpreted in tongues at the same time. See, it's the same Spirit, but it's a, it's a different manifestation of the same Spirit. Now, healing lays only in, in Jesus Christ. There is not no person on earth that can heal but God Almighty himself. 
Psalms 103, 3 said, I'm the Lord who healeth all of thy diseases. All diseases are fine doctors, medical institutes doesn't claim to be healers. They only claim to assist nature, saying there is one healer, that's God. You might break your arm, the doctor could set it, but he couldn't heal it, see. You might have a bad tooth, and the doctor might pull it, but he couldn't heal the place to come out. He might take out appendix, but he could not heal the place he cut, see. God has to do that. Medicine doesn't build tissue. Medicine only keeps clean while God does the building of the tissue. He's the only creator there is, is God. And he, and Jesus Christ, when he was here on earth, he, he did not claim to be a healer. He didn't say he'd done any healing at all. He gave all praise to God, which was in him. Now, let's just wonder tonight, you and I, and most everyone in here, we talk so much about Jesus and wonder about him. We ought to think tonight that we ought to take a look around and see if we could see him. Wouldn't you love to see him? I would like to see him. And I'm sure every one of you would. Would love to see Jesus. Now let's look into his word and find out just what type of person we should look to or look for if we were going to look for Jesus. Now, practically all of you in here are Christians because it's such a fine move of faith. Mr. Sheriff just come and got me a while ago from the, the place that I'm staying, and I heard him knocking at the door, a very fine Christian gentleman here, as you all know, and he come and got me. I was in the room and praying for anointing, and as the meeting goes on, you'll notice that the anointing will get greater and greater as you begin to build faith, because it'll take all the superstitions and things away from you. And then you begin to see that what God says is the truth. And there your faith will just keep moving higher and higher. Of course, it weakens and weakens all the time. Now, and I would by no means, Christian friends, I would rather be up in Jeffersonville, Indiana, shoveling the snow off of my doorstep tonight than to be down here in this lovely country where you live, in the valley of the sun, rather be up there in the will of God than to be down here out of the will of God. And I would rather never enter a door of a meeting again than to have God to say at that day, why, you deceiver, I want, if anything, to be truthful. I want to be honest. And there's many things that will go on, perhaps, in these meetings that may seem very phenomenal and may cause you to arouse your superstition, but don't let it bother you. Just settle down and say, I'll just watch it and see what it is. That's the way to do it. Give, it a, give God a fair chance at you now to let him see what he can do. Now, I don't claim to be a healer. There's no healer but God. God alone can heal. And the only thing that I can do is just like one of these ministers here, like a man you've just had here in the city, Mr. Roberts, a very bosom friend of mine. Now, he takes the word of God and just preaches it. Mr. Osborne. Tommy Osborne is a bosom friend of mine, a very lovely brother also, and he was one of my converts to divine healing, so was Brother Roberts, and coming in the meeting and seeing the Lord move, then they got inspiration and went out, and away they went. Done wonderful work across the nation for the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless their gallant souls, along with many, many hundreds of other fine brothers and sisters who are crossing the nation now praying for the sick and great revivals everywhere. We're thanking our kind Heavenly Father for this great visitation in our generation that we're living in now to see these things come to pass. 
Now, the ministers usually, here is the basic and foundation of all Christendom, it lays right here in the Bible. Anything outside of that is untrue. That's right. It has to be based on, thus saith the Lord. Now the minister speaking, he gets inspiration. He's got a gift of healing. Gift of healing, of course, is faith in healing. Now, he believes it with all of his heart. And he stands up and he preaches it with great forceful words that grows out to the people and they just have to believe it. He just presents it in such a way till you just have to believe it. And Brother uh, Roberts is very good at that. And Brother Osborne is a man who can tie Satan in so many places in the scripture till he hasn't even got a place to move. That's all. He's just, he's just tied up. Now he does that not by knowledge. They do that by inspiration. The Holy Spirit gives them a gift of divine healing, which gives inspiration to the people when they see the Word of God is claiming what they're talking about. And upon that, they have a right then to anoint with all, lay on hands or committal or anything they want to do, the way they feel led to do it. That's all. But all the healing doesn't come from the man. It comes from the individual's faith in God. That's the only way you can do it. There is a man in the world could forgive you your sins, not your uh, sins, initial sins before God. Now, if you sinned against him, he can forgive you. Just like I'd say, forgive me, I didn't aim to do that. But my sins before God, I have to ask God myself to forgive me. That's the only one who can forgive me. And now, that's the way with healing. Uh, healing, I might be able to explain it to you, show you in such a way, pray with you, but your individual faith in the atonement of Jesus Christ at Calvary is what takes away the sickness. That's all laid in God and the working of the Holy Spirit. Now, as most all of you have been in my meetings, I suppose, how many here has been in my meetings before? Let's see your hands go up everywhere. Well, it's 90%, perhaps. All right. Now, in the ministering to the state, I am a firm believer that in gifts and callings without repentance, I believe that they come by the, the will of God, that God himself sets in the church some apostles, some teachers, some prophets, some so on, just sets them in the church. God has. Do you believe that? Not some church has, not some seminary has, not some man has, but God has set in the church. See? Not because they're, they have a degree of of psychology or a degree of philosophy or a bachelor's degree because that God Almighty, they may be so ignorant of those things of, of degrees that they wouldn't hardly know which was right and left, but if God has set the man in the church, he'll confirm it every time. With, with Paul said, I come not preaching the wisdom of man that your faith would be in the wisdom of man, but preaching the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost, that your faith might be built up in God. Paul was an educated, smart man, but he said he forgot all he ever knew in order to find Christ. That's what we have to do. Just lay aside our theology and stuff and look right in the face of God and say, I believe it. That's all. That's what it takes. Now, in this believing those things, well, you've been in the meetings and watched. Remember, since I believe I've blessed you before, Noah, I believe I've been here since then, when the great affair taking place over in Houston, Texas here by a Baptist minister. Dr. Beth wanted to debate with me about uh, whether a divine healing was wrong and so forth, and I wouldn't argue with no one. I don't believe it. I wouldn't mar my uh, feeling with my Lord Jesus Christ and that love to argue with anyone. I'll preach the gospel. If you believe it, all right. If you don't, that's up between you and God. That's all. I don't believe in debates and arguments. You just preach the word. God will take care of the rest. 
Mr. Bosworth wanted to have the discussion with the man, and you know what happened. When the angel of the Lord come down visible before the people there, where standing had his picture taken. We've got some. How many ever seen the picture? Let's see your hands. It's in Washington, D.C. and so on. Well, we have a few of them here. We have to buy them and then give them out to the people. It'll be next week, not on Sunday, but next week. And um, if you wish one, you can have it. Now, um, we are there and across the world, and since I left in this little Spanish wire stain farming, the rest of you here, well, it's been around the world. It's been tested in every fiery furnace the devil has got. <laughs> I certainly have been thankful to God to see how he has taken care of it around the world. And how thankful I am tonight to be back here in Phoenix with the same gospel that I had eight years ago when I come in here, the same thing. Only it's just getting more and more, of course, God is doing that as we believe the time is drawing now. Now, let's take a look to see if we could find Jesus tonight in Phoenix. I believe he's here. Or he said, Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be in their midst. When I, if he's a man of honor, he'll keep his word. And certainly, God would keep his word. A man of honor will do that, let alone God. He would certainly keep his word. Now, he promised that. Now, if he's here, why can't we see him? That's the thing I want to know. Why can't we see him? If we're going out in Phoenix tonight, to look around for the Son of God who we all love. Let's see what kind of a person we'd look for. Would we look for a great scholarly person who were who was real scholarly? No. Uh, there's no record of him ever even going to school. That's right. Whether he did or not, I couldn't tell you. There's no record of him where he was schooled. But would we look for a man that was dressed different, more Maybe today some outstanding something, long robes and something and other, uh, that type of a man? No. Jesus dressed just like the ordinary man. Not only he walked out among men, they didn't even know him. He didn't dress any different. He didn't dress like a priest or a rabbi. He just dressed like the common man on the street. What kind of a language did he use? Did he use real fine grammar? No. The Bible, if you, the truth is, the Bible was written so simple in the street language until many of the translators get mixed up in it in the word. That's right. It's so simply written. Just very simple. That's the type of a person. Where would he be? Out in the great shining light? No. He'd be amongst the humble. The common people heard him gladly, says the scripture. The priests and so forth wouldn't listen to him. They had their own ideas, their own churches, their own setup, so they didn't listen. What kind of a man would he be then? Would he be a, a real overbearing sort of a person? No, I don't believe he would. I believe he would be a kind person. And I, I believe he would he would be so kind that when he spoke to you, you'd know it was him speaking, and yet he would be firm enough that you would know that, like when he tied the ropes together and beat them out of the temple for doing something wrong. So he would be a, a, quite a, no, I don't believe no artist could paint his character. But he would be a very sweet person for us to see, wouldn't he? No matter what he would look like or anything, he would be. Now, if we would like to see him, and Jesus Christ will appear here with us tonight, I want you to get this close now. If Jesus will appear here in this room tonight and will manifest himself to this audience just the same as he was in Galilee, Will you believe him? Will you accept it? Say, I, I believe it. 
I'll, I'll now believe for my healing. I'll believe for my salvation. I'll believe Jesus Christ raised from the dead. Well, then, when he was here on earth, what he was then, he is now, all but his visible flesh. He's here in spirit. you believe that? A little while, and the world will see me no more. Yet you shall see me, who ye? The church. Well, some of them said that was the disciples. Oh, no, listen to the next. You shall see me, for I, personal pronoun, will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. That settles it. Is that right? Not just for that age, for all ages, from the end of the world. They said the signs of Mark 16 is said today that that was just for the disciples. What Jesus said, preach the gospel unto all the world, and these signs shall follow them unto all the world. Everywhere the same sign, same gospel will be preached. We've had tracts passed out all over the world, but the gospel hasn't been preached to a third of it yet. The gospel is not just the word only, but it's the word made manifest. The power and demonstrations of the Holy Spirit bringing the word to pass. Recently, when a fine man, Dr. Reedhead, the president of the Sudan Missions, the greatest mission, fundamental mission in the world, when he was at my house and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he had so many degrees, he didn't even know how many he had of honorary degrees and things upon him. He said, Brother Branham, but in all of it, where is Jesus? And he was talking to a fine, educated Mohammed. And the Mohammed, after being educated in America, was returning back to his Mohammed religion. And he said, Brother Reed said to him, he said, uh, why don't you just renounce your old dead prophet Mohammed and receive the resurrected Lord Jesus? And said the Mohammed looked at him and said, Kind sir, what can your resurrected Lord Jesus do for me any more than my dead prophet does? He said they both wrote Bibles. We read them and believe them. Well, Brother Rehead says, Well, Brother, we've got joy. Satisfaction. He said, So do we. He said, Well, we have peace. He said, So do we. He said, Tell me one thing that your Jesus can do any more than my Muhammad. Two thousand years now, there's been a white horse standing at the grave of Muhammad. Muhammad said when he died that he would raise again and would ride the whole world around and conquer it. They believe that. Muhammad religion in numbers is the greatest religion in the world. Buddhist second, Christianity third. Now, so he said, what can your religion do for me any more than mine does? He said, your Jesus died and buried just like my Muhammad. He said, oh no, Jesus rose again, said, prove it. Said, prove it. But all oh, we've had resurrections too, we claim. But said, Mohammed never promised us nothing but life after death. And said, that's what Jesus promised you. And Brother Reed said, Brother Branham, I was tired. He said, he could produce just as much psychology, much joy, much anything that you wanted to, as we could. And he said, what could we offer? He said, now just a moment. He said, your Jesus, he said, rose 2,000 years ago. He said, that's right. Said the Enoch, a hardly old little over a third of the world knows it. Said, let Muhammad rise from the dead and jump on that white horse in the whole world and know it in a few hours. That's right. So you see where the Christianity and its theology 
how weak it is. God never intended that in the first place. Jesus never did say build churches, seminaries. He said, preach the gospel unto all the world, and then he returns. But we've done everything else but do what he told us to do. He can't return until the gospel's been preached. He said, you hear signs and wars and rumors of wars? Not yet. Parents against children, children, that's not yet. But said, when this gospel has been preached to all of the world, then the end will be. He would return. That is the mission of the church, is to preach the gospel. Demonstrate the power. Oh, we pass tracks everywhere. Well, that is what it takes. It takes the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Truly. Now watch. Then this Mohammed said to him, he said, Mohammed only promised his life after death. said, your Jesus promised the things that he did, you do also. So let me see you teachers produce that. said, then we'll believe your Jesus rose from the dead. He said, Brother Branham, I kind of scraped the dirt with my foot like that and changed the subject and walked away. Defeated. Certainly. That's all you could do. So exactly, they can just put just as much history and theology as the next one can. But he said, now Jesus promised. He said, go around. He said, you're referring to Mark 16 where it says, he said, we don't believe from the ninth verse on that it's inspired. He said, what kind of a Bible you got then? Half of it's inspired there, half is, and which is right and which is wrong. He said, then, what about when Jesus Christ said, the things that you do, that I do, shall you also? You think that part's inspired, John 14, 7? said, well, how about Luke, 20, uh, Luke 11, chapter 24, verse? Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe, you receive it, and you shall have it. So what's the matter with you all? If Jesus rose from the dead, he promised to be the same yesterday, day, and forever. So then, why don't we see it that way? He said, let me see you teachers produce that, and we Mohammedans are ready to receive Jesus as Christ. Oh, brother, praise the Lord. There you are, but that's cold facts on the showdown. And brother, that's just as clear and just as real tonight in Phoenix as it, as it is there. If Jesus Christ was here on earth, what kind of a person he was here on earth? They crucified him in order to take away sin. Is that right? To make a bleeding sacrifice to pay the penalty of death and sickness for us. And he ascended up to the right hand of the majesty of God and sitting there tonight and sent back the Holy Spirit in which is the manifestation of Jesus Christ in the church. And he said, A little while and the world will see me no more, yet you'll see me. For I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Is that right? Then he said, The things that I do shall you do also. Greater than this are more, for I go unto the Father. Is that right? He returned from flesh to spirit so he could come back and be in his church. See? I go unto my Father. A little while the world will see me no more, yet you will see me, for I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world, and the things that I do, doing here now, shall you do also, and even greater than this, for I go to my Father. What a promise. Then of Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You'll have to admit that Jesus Christ will produce the same things, or the Scripture is not inspired. I'm taking the infidel side now to bring it out. So I can get you quiet before, you, before we get started the meeting. <laughs> That's right. 
Those things are either right or wrong, and no man's worth any more than his word is. If my word's no good, then I'm no good. If God's word's not true, then I couldn't believe it. There's nothing to it. But I have found this, that God will keep every word that he says. It has to be. If you just get your heart set straight in Calvary out of, without a shadow of doubt, as I said this afternoon, get your subconscious and this conscience and God's word all in connection and watch what takes place. Now, watch when Jesus is here on earth. Let me see what kind of person he was if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's our theme note now for the entire revival. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's my campaign slogan. Is Jesus Christ the same? Well, then, looks like that, that would take every bit of doubt out. If Jesus Christ will produce himself or reproduce himself in his church just the same as he did back in the beginning. Is that right? Now let's see what kind of a man he was. Did he claim to be a healer? No. He didn't claim to heal anybody. Frankly, he said he never healed anybody. He said, I can do nothing of myself. Is that right? It's not me that doeth the work. It's my Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the work. Is that right? Let's see how many believe he was loving and full of compassion. We all do. Let's test, test that compassion once. We see him coming down, a woman who just touched the hem of his garment is made whole of a blood issue. And we see him coming down now into the pool of Bethesda, God willing, the next few months saying to pass through that pool. For a great multitude, not a multitude, multitude, take 2,000, make one multitude. So there were great multitudes of important folk laid there. Now watch what kind of people they were. Lame, halt, blind, withered. What a condition. Waiting for the moving of the water for an angel come down at a certain season, trouble the pool, whosoever is faith stepping in first was made whole of whatever he had. Now here comes Jesus walking right down through that pool. But garments full of virtue, walked right by every one of those crippled and afflicted people. There's an old mother maybe with a baby with a water hand. Some poor old blind dad crippled up with a lazarite saying, Somebody have mercy to put me in the pool. And here is Emmanuel coming walking down through this pool, full of power, full of virtue, full of love, full of compassion, and walk by that screaming, howling multitude, begging for mercy, and never opened his mouth and said a word to any of them. I believe if he had told that whole multitude, every one of you are healed, I believe it all got up and went home. Don't you? Well, then why didn't he? Now is the next thing. Why didn't he? Now we want to see where Jesus is saying yesterday, day, and forever. See? Why didn't he tell them? Here's the reason. You notice him milling through those crippled and afflicted people? With garments full of virtue, God himself manifested in flesh, moved down along those people, went over to a man, not a cripple and twisted and blind and halt, but a man laying on a pallet, a little bed, blanket or something laying there. He had an infirmity. He had 38 years, probably prostate trouble. He wasn't going to kill him. It was retired. He had it 38 years. He walked up to him, walked out, for he knew this man in this condition all this time. And he said to him, Wilt thou be made whole? He said, Sir, I have no one to put me in the water. And he wasn't crippled. He said, While I'm coming down, somebody outrun him and got him first. He said, While I'm coming, someone gets in ahead of me. He said, Take up thy bed and go into the house. No more argument. He picked up his bed and done what Jesus told him, went on home. 
That was it. Then, when he was found in the temple, rejoicing, the Jews questioned him. Now, this is St. John, the fifth chapter, 19th verse. Listen closely. Now, the Jews questioned him. Well, why didn't he heal all those people? If he was a great healer, why didn't he make all those crippling people he passed right through them? If he was full of love, why didn't he have compassion on them? People don't know what compassion is. Compassion and love is the will of God. And you can only exercise that as God gives it. Not human emotional uh, passion. Not emotional love. But divine love, which can only be rendered and given by God. Now watch him when he passes through. He made this man hold and the Jews said to him, to get the question. Now listen to what Jesus said now. 19th verse of the 5th chapter. Verily, verily, that's absolutely, absolutely, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself. But what he sees the Father doing, but what things the Father doeth, he showeth the Son, and he'll show you greater than the healing of this man with the, this uh, prostate trouble or diabetic or whatever it was. He'll show you greater than things of that that you might marvel. For the Father worketh, and I worketh hitherto. Is that right? That's the reason he didn't heal the multitude. God didn't tell him. Now, if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he'll have to work in that scale. Is that right? He'll have to. Now, I believe it would, he would have done it, but first he must know the will of God. Now listen, Jesus never himself performed one miracle. Jesus said, I can do nothing of myself. But what I see the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise. How many said that in the Scripture? Let's see your answer. Sure. St. John 5, 19. Now look. Now he, he did not do the healing himself then. He only did as the Father showed him. It was a vision. Finally, the prophets of the Bible, Elijah on Mount Carmel, anywhere else, every prophet, every divine man that comes in the presence of God always works under certain inspirations which was directed by God. Ministers tonight preach under inspiration directed by God. Seers tonight work under the inspiration of vision directed by God. I can do nothing, he said, except the Father shows me. And whatever the Father shows me, I go do it. Now, if Jesus is res risen from the dead and living among us tonight, then he's reincarnating himself again in his church. Then he'll produce the same thing that he did back there. Look at him talking to the woman at the well. He said, bring me a drink just to get a conversation. She said, the well is deep. You have nothing to draw with it. It's not customary for you Jews to ask Samaritans such. He said, but if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. And I'd give you water. You didn't come to draw. She said, well, deep and so forth. Carrying a conversation. What was he doing? Contacting your spirit. And he found where her trouble was. He said, go get your husband. She said, I have none. That's right. You got five. Why, she said, I perceive that you're a prophet. We know that Messiah cometh and will tell us all things. She said, I mean. And in the city she went and said, Come see a man who told me all I ever done. Now, he never told her all she ever done. He just told her what was wrong with her. But she was all excited, of course. And he could have told her everything if God would have showed him. Look at this uh, scripture tonight. There come a fellow along by the name of Nathaniel. And Nathaniel, he got, or uh, Philip, he got converted. He went and found his friend. That's a real conversion. Is that right? Find your friend real quick and tell him what Jesus has done. That's love. 
He went and saw Nathaniel and said, Come see who we found, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And this righteous man is under a tree praying when Nathaniel came up. He raised up, not a critic, but he said, Could there be any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said, You come see. And Jesus standing in the prayer line, we'll just take a little drama here. Here's Jesus standing in the prayer line now. He's just coming to his ministry. And he's standing in the prayer line, maybe praying for the sick. And along come this fine man. And he looked at him like that. Jesus looked back and said, Behold an Israelite, whom there is no guile. In other words, an honest man. We say today, there's a Christian, a truthful man. So he's very curious. How did that man know that? So he said, Whence knowest thou me, Rabbi? He said, Before Philip called you when you were under the tree. I saw you. And you know what they say in America today? That's minister of or he's a, he's a devil, he's a witch, he's a mind reader. Now Philip, he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. His name's immortal tonight. But what did the church people of that day say? He's the best fortune teller in the country. He's Beelzebub, the prince of all the devils. Is that right? The prince of the devils. They couldn't understand. Bob, he would stand in the audience. Now, I want you to put your shockproof vest on just a minute. Don't leave till I explain this. Jesus was a mind reader. He was. I'm glad you've read the scripture. He perceived their thoughts. Is that right? If you'll tell me what perceiving thoughts is different from reading mine, I want you to tell me the word to use. But not one of these devil operators out here taking your hand looking into it. That's a pattern the devil made off of it, see? That's the devil guessing at a few things. But Jesus perceived their thoughts. He knew what he knew what was the fish that had a coin in his mouth to pay some tribute. Is that right? He knows where um, a two mules was hitched were two ways. Is that right? And he hadn't need to go by so many places. Just where he knew four knew. God showed him a vision of what was going on. And he foretold just exactly, and everything he said come to pass just the way he said it. And in the lines, he knew the people. He knew their condition. But he could only heal as God would let him. Look at Lazarus, his friend. Why did Jesus up and run away from Lazarus' home all at once? Did you ever think of that? Why did he go? Lazarus up sick. Jesus got up and left. I wonder why. A healer, as the people want to call him, he got up and left. They sent, they sent for him to come to his friend. He just went on. He went on for several days. After all, he turned to his disciples and said, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. He said, or in other words, he's dead. He said, And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there, but I'd go wake him. God had told him just how many days it would be before Lazarus would die. Then he's come back to the resurrection. Then when he stood the grave of Lazarus, look, he said, Father, I thank thee that thou already heard me, but for these who stand by, I said it. See? God had already showed him because his own words. Let me quote it to you closely. Jesus did not do one miracle until first God showed him a vision of what to do. You believe his word, don't you? Listen. Verily, verily, St. John 5, 19, verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself. But what he sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise. Did he tell the truth? Then he, that's the truth. And he only did as God showed him, God was in him, and revealed what he wanted done by vision. Now, 
He promised that those things would continue on to the end of the world, and signs and wonders would follow, and great gifts in the church. Now, what is a seer? What is a vision? It's another dimension. It's another outside of it's a sixth sense. I want to ask you something. How many in here ever, uh, you know you got a subconscious, don't you? We are conscious of that. That's the fellow that's subconscious is causing you all the trouble tonight. It don't agree with this and out here. It's scared and backs up. But when it becomes in harmony with this one and this one becomes in harmony with God's Word, you got, you're going then. But now watch. Say, here's, here's your first and second conscience. Here's the first conscience. Here's the second conscience. A normal man, you're, when you're dreaming, you're dreaming in your subconscious. How many of you here ever dreamed a dream? Let's see your hand. Well, there's at least two-thirds of you. That's about right. There's about one-third of the people that never dream a dream. They never had a dream in their life. Now, what if I asked you to dream me a dream? You couldn't do it. Now, when this conscience becomes inactive, you go to sleep, this one's active to dreaming. Now, many of you dream dreams. You dream dreams years ago, and you still remember tonight, don't you? Just what you dreamed about years ago. Well, where was you? What part of you was where that you still remember in this conscience? See what I mean? Now, try to get this to the church. When this conscience is inactive, this one's active. When this one has the first place, this one's inactive, you're sleeping. Now, when you're dreaming, you dream of what you did here. When you wake up in here, you dream of, you remember what you dreamed of. Now, a person that doesn't dream a dream, their subconscious will be way back, right to the wall. They sleep sound. A dreamer does not sleep sound. Now, this man cannot help because he dreams a dream, and that man can, can't help because he doesn't dream a dream. Now, who taking thought can add one cubic to his statue? God made him that way. I always wanted brown eyes. It didn't do me any good. I'd be satisfied with blue. I want to be a great big man. It didn't do me any good. See? I had to be what God made me. And that's what every one of us has to be. What God made us. Now, just about a couple minutes now, we're close. Now, watch this. Now, that man can't help because he doesn't dream. This man can't help because he does dream. That's the way God made him. Now, dreams, God can heal in dreams, but it's not too accurate unless there be a correct interpreter. He dealt with Joseph and King Nebuchadnezzar and many of them with dreams, which is right. But now, look, a seer, his subconscious is not back there, neither here. It's right here. He can't help it. He doesn't go to sleep. He just stands and he sees a vision. And when he comes to, he remembers the things, and he talks to what's going on. In other words, you can call it seer, prophet, or whatever you wish to call it. That's ordained of God. Now, when Jesus is here, he was the king of the seers. He was more than a prophet. He was the son of God. Now, when they put a rag around his head and hit him on the head with a stick and said, Prophesy now, if you're a prophet, tell us who hits you. He never opened his mouth, never said a word. The woman touched his garment. She approached him rightly. She touched his garment. She believed him, and she was healed. But those Romans who beat him and stripped him of his garment couldn't feel no virtue. Is the way they approached it. Now, 
There's no doubt that what people sitting here tonight with heart trouble and so forth will die in the next few weeks. I don't know any of you, but God would hold me responsible for truth. And now, if Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, and I say he has, then he promised the very things that he did, he would manifest in the church again through the ages. Is that right? Then if he was standing here tonight with these clothes on that he gave me, then he couldn't heal you because he's already done that. He'd only ask you that you believe it. But if there's anything wrong with you, you'd know that, as the Father would reveal it. Is that right? He could. Now, if Jesus is here, and I believe that he is, and we become his subjects, then if he will reproduce his life in that manner, will you all accept him as Savior and healer? If you will, say amen. May he grant it to you, is my prayer. Now, I have a poor way of expressing what I, what I, my ministry. It has to speak for itself. But I pray tonight, Christian friends, that the Lord Jesus, that walked with some man one day all the way to Emmaus after his resurrection. He looked like an ordinary man. He talked to him just like a man. But when he got them together, like we are here tonight, he did something just a little different from them. And they recognized the way he did it, that that was the Christ. Is that right? And they said, did not our hearts burn within us? I pray tonight that he'll do something tonight, right here in this audience, that you'll recognize that Jesus has risen from the dead and is living in his church tonight. I trust that you'll accept him. My whole, my whole, only alternative is to get you to believe his lovely person and to accept him as Savior, healer, and king. Now we bow our heads. Our kind Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we come to give thanks and praise for all that you have done. And now, Lord, after speaking, this being a new type of ministry to me, to come and explain these things and then go right into the healing service, I pray that you'll send the great angel of God, who's fed me all the days of my life and brought me through many dangerous toils and snares around the world, has down Satan and the things that he has did. I pray that you'll send him tonight and let him be made manifest here on the platform, that this little audience down here in this lovely place will believe on him with all their hearts. And dear God, the author of life, the giver of every good gift, I pray that you'll send your blessings upon your humble servant and will forgive me and this audience of all of our sins and trespasses, and it may this night be a night that will be long remembered in Phoenix. As we sit packed in this little hot building, I pray that the angel of God will come so close that he'll make Jesus known so plain here tonight that even the children can understand and see that he's here. And I pray, Father, that the great pillar of fire that led the children of Israel and shared with us tonight, that he'll come visible on the audience before the people, that they may see that thy servant is telling the truth. Now you have said in your word, God testifies of his gift. And I know, Father, if I testify of you, you'll testify that I have told the truth. And I pray that you will grant it this night in the name of Jesus Christ, thy dear beloved child. Amen. I wish the sister on the organ, if she would, or just slowly play a card, abide with me, or something on that order, if you will, or only believe it'd be all right. Now, I'm going to ask you one thing, Christian friends, if you will do this for me. 
I want you to be just as quiet as you can. Be just as reverent as you can. Is it written in the scripture, be still and know that I am God? I want you just to be just as reverent. I won't keep you long. The manager is not here, but Mr. Sheriff and my son and them are here. They watch. Now, if God does bring his spirit down, the only thing, let me get this superstition away from me. It's not that I am anything. I'm just a man like every one of you. It's a sinner saved by grace. But it's just God sent me that I had a way of emptying up myself so that he could come in. And he will be with every one of you if you just empty up yourself. Now, empty up all the suspicions. Listen to the scripture. If Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he will reproduce that same life right here tonight. I'm just waiting so I can get before those Mohammeds and those Jews. In Africa, I made that statement before nearly 100,000 people, and when God manifested himself, 30,000 accepted Jesus as personal Savior and one altar call. 30,000 raw heathens. And they've just taken their country. They've got healing campaigns all out through the, the perfect, well, just idol worshippers. They come in there packing a little mud idols, sprinkle over with blood. I have to break those idols on the ground. It's like a dust storm where they broke their idols. Like 30,000 at one altar call. Now, surely we love God as much as those hot and pots do. Now, let's ask this. Now, I say this. Now, he, he can withhold himself and not come to me. If it is, I'll turn and take a text of the scripture and go to preaching or whatever he'll let me do. But if he does, I will be very thankful that this audience know that. And now another thing that I have to say, so that you can tell them, if I miss it some night, you announce it before some of you ministers are speaking, I am not responsible for critics in the meeting. Or be it assured that if evil spirits move, they find a place to go to. And you're well aware of what happened here in Phoenix over to a little church, I believe it was Brother Garcia's church or somewhere over there, one of those places where that man sat there, right? Well-known man here in Phoenix, does nothing but psychology, and shook his head. Six weeks later, he hadn't had it. He just lost his mind completely, and his wife was, I had the drug me over the top of her, Santa Rosa, California. There he was setting the beard all over his face, staring like, uh, uh, like that. Just remember, the same God still lives, and the same devil still lives, too. Just be reverent. We're not playing church, and you'll find it and see. Now, my boy, if, what was the prayer card you well, Now, the only way that we can do this legitimately is to line people up like Brother Roberts and the rest of them, just have prayer cards. In a way, we, we don't just pass the people through the line, just simply run them through the line. It's all right. But we have another way. I've got, I've got something before you here under consideration, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I want you to know that any persons in this building Without prayer cards to be healed right now, you don't have to have a prayer card. Coming up here doesn't heal you. Just have faith and believe where you're at. That's what God will do. Now, we can't stand too many at a time. The boy said he'd give out prayer cards L. All right? Let's take who has prayer card L1. Let's see who has L1. So we can see if there's any of them that can't. Raise up your hand. So this is a little card. It's got. It's got a uh, picture on one side and, and, and the name, and on the other side it's got the, it's got an L1, you have it, all right, come over here. Who has L2? 
Prayer card L2. Look on the back of it. It's got a, a letter, L, and a 2. L2. Who has it? Raise up your hand. L2. All right, lady. All right. L3. Who has L3? See this lady here. Is, that, is hers L3? No. All right. L3. Who has it? Anybody here? Look around. Maybe a deaf person came here now. Prayer card L3. L3, who has it? Raise up your hand, every who has it. What you say? All right, L3, all right, sir, come over here. L4, who has L4? Right here, you, sir. All right, come here. L5, who has L5? Prayer card L5, all right, lady. L6, who has prayer card L6? L7. Reason to do that, these stretchers and things, they can't get up and some of them's deaf and they can't move and they've missed their turn. L7, L8, 9, who has L9? L9, L9, all right, lady, 10, who has L10? Watch your prayer cards now. L10, all right, 11. L11, here, L11, all right, 13, 11, 12, who has L12? L12, alright, 13, L13, 14, who has L14? Anybody got L14? Raise your hand. Now, you got a prayer card, lady, or you don't have a prayer card? That's not her number, is it? 14, not her? Alright. What about the lady in the chair? You got a prayer card? Alright. L14. It might be Spanish or Indian, and they might not. You have it, lady? All right, over here. All right, L15. I guess we got just about enough now to, to begin. All right, sir, come out over here. All right, now, let's wait just a minute now until we get these prayed for. Now, come early in the evening, around 6 o'clock. What they do, they come down and get out all those prayer cards, and then get away so that they can... Uh, uh, get into the service, you see, to get out the prayer cards first. And you come here now every night, every day there's a new bunch of prayer cards to give out so you don't have to worry, well, my number wasn't called, it would be, you have the same tomorrow night. Now, in all of that, you don't have to have a prayer card to be up here. I ask you this and challenge this in the name of Christ. If you are in your, where you are, without prayer cards, if you will look this way and believe the truth that I told you the truth, See what God will do back there. He knows right where you're at and all about you. Don't you believe that? Now, how many in here that does not have a prayer card and wants to be healed tonight so that the Holy Spirit can see? Raise up your hand. Well, it's just about solid. I would have no way of... All right. You don't have a prayer card yet. You want to be healed. Then I want you to look to me and you say, Lord, I believe the man has told the truth. And I accept it that way, and see if the Holy Spirit will see what he'll say. All right. Now, now I want you to be real reverent, and every few minutes we'll give just a little bit of break so that, now, I'm telling you now, good night, if the Holy Spirit should come, then you see, you're standing here, and yet you're maybe 20 years back in somebody's life. And you, after a time or two, you get to the week, you don't even know where you're here, where you're somewhere else. It's a divine gift. It doesn't heal you. It only helps your faith to come up where you can believe God. So all it understands is raise your hands. Like, see, I'm not trying to say I can heal you. 
It's God's Spirit moving, just like Jesus. When he was here, it is Jesus. It is, it's him making himself manifest, proving he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. See? That's the way he, what he does. Now, just real softly, and please don't move around. See, just be as reverent and keep your seat wherever you are now at this time. Let's be reverent now before the Lord. Now, I've been preaching, now he'll come and preach. See? Now you listen to what he has to say. And now, that's real slowly. Now, this is my first night here, and I'm tired. Let's, let's just kind of real slowly, kind of hum only, believe Now, come on, now, everybody get it. Let's imagine you see him coming down off the mountain. Walks down to a man that had an epileptic child. The Lord have mercy on him. He said, I can if you believe, for only believe all things are possible to them that believe. O oh Lord Jesus, Son of God, come tonight. Make thyself known to thy people, Lord. And now I pray that you'll help me to be submissive to thy great power and thy will. And Father, Bless this little audience of people, and may they be submissive ever spirit. In Jesus Christ's name, I ask it. Amen. I'm sure you all Christians can appreciate what I'm trying to do here, trying to represent your Lord Jesus before people. And they're not 100% believers in here tonight, and you can feel it moving, switching, and but I know he's here now. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I take every spirit in here under my control for the glory of God. How do you do, sir? just have to talk to you just a few moments, just in order to have a contact of your spirit. We're both man, both human, and if I could help you and wouldn't do it, I'd be a brute. I'd be a heartless if I could do anything for you and not do it. I don't know. I've never seen you in my life. Is that right? We are perfectly strangers. Now the audience can see. This man, you may know him. I've never seen him in my life. It's the first time we ever come in contact with one another. But God has known him since he was born and before he was born. He's known me. Now, if he is my brother, and we're brothers in Christ, then let the Holy Spirit, by divine gift, come and do something for him now. I don't know. He might be having domestic troubles. He might be sick. He... He might be, don't know what, he, he might be wanting to go somewhere, don't know whether he wants to, whatever. He might be trying to find the will of God. I, I couldn't tell you. God knows that. I couldn't tell you. But God does. Now, if the Holy Spirit will come and reveal unto this man through the power of the Spirit of God just what he should know, if there's anything in his way, the reason, what's his sin or what he's done or what's wrong, 
If God will reveal that, will every one of you accept it and say, I believe with all my heart, which I God bless you. I just been talking to you now. Us being strangers, then we're just the same as our master stood at the well and talked to this Samaritan woman then was. And he talked to her because she was human. He was human. As far as being flesh, he was human. In spirit, he was God. But as flesh, he was the Son of God. You believe that, don't you? Because you're a Christian. I know you're a Christian because the feeling of your spirit is welcome. But then, if God will reveal to me where your trouble is and what you're wanting and what desire you have of him and so forth, will you accept it then, knowing that we are so uh, do not know one another? Then you'll have to know it comes from some supernatural resource. You accept it then as God. Well, now, may he grant it, is my prayer. But you are a nervous person. Very nervous, not in a way of being shaking nervous, but I see as a child, you're, you're a person that thinks and plans way ahead of things, and that's because you have a nervous condition and it's interrupted in the bowels. Is that right? And it's called a, like a constipation. Is that true? Then you, you might not know this, but you got skin disease, this cancer, because you're aware of that. I see something fear and turn dark around. Is that the truth? Now, if that's the truth, raise up your hand. Now, how did I know that, not knowing you? Here's another thing. You're moving from me again. Yes. You, you was praying. Before you come to this meeting, that you would get a prayer card and be brought to the platform. Is that the truth? All right, come here just a minute. Now, kind Heavenly Father, while your anointing is on thy servant, I lay my hands upon the man in commemoration of our Lord's word, which said, These signs shall follow them that believe. They lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Now I ask for the enemy to leave my brother's body, and may he go and be made well through Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Now, the brother, just want to talk to you again this morning. I, I was pretty sure that something happened. Uh, yes, that is right. Go and may the Lord be with you. Go in your Lord be well. God bless you. How do you do? Is this the patient? All right. We are strangers, are we, ladies? Now, just as I talk to you, you just look at me. I mean, and that, I don't mean, if Peter and John passed through the gate, beautiful, said to the crippled man, look on us. Or Elijah said to, to the, the king, he said, if it was not respected, Jehoshaphat wouldn't even look to you. But he went in and played some music and he saw a vision and told him what to do. That same God lives today. Don't you believe that? Then he can know and can advise and do just. I see now. It's not for you. Yet you're awfully nervous and upset. It's because of the baby. And the baby's facing an operation. Is that right? And it's something that's a growth. 
Yes. And the gross is in the stomach. Is that right? Yes. Oh, kind Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I condemn this enemy that would take the life of this infant child. And now laying hands upon the child while anointed, I ask that it leaves the baby and the baby's made well in Jesus Christ's name. God bless you. Oh, be faithful and believe with all your God bless you. Just be ever. The Holy Spirit's among you now. That's that's a colored lady sitting there praying. She has female trouble. Isn't that right, lady? You want to be healed and believe that God will make you well? If you believe it with all your heart, yes, you're sitting right there. You want to be healed and made well? You stand up on your feet and accept your healing. Jesus Christ took that abscess off the ovary just then, and you're made well. God bless you. have faith out there. You don't need a prayer card. Just you need his faith. You believe that I'm telling you the truth and watch the Holy Spirit and see if he doesn't make you well. You're the Excuse me. I just kind of get beside myself a little bit. It's anointing if it comes on. All right. I just want you to answer me as I speak to you. And I am a stranger to you, I suppose. I guess this is our first time ever meeting, is that right? But then, if we be strangers to each other, then only a God alone could, could help us, is that right? I have never seen you, never knew nothing of you, and perhaps you never knew of me unless you read it in a book or something, and that's about all we know about one another. But you do recognize you're in the presence of some supernatural being. You're a believer. And that's the reason that you you have faith, being a believer. But you're not standing for yourself, for somebody else. Is that right? And that person has got some kind of a, a trouble bronchial in the throat. And they're in a hospital now. And it's where two cities are near together. It's Minneapolis. Is that right? And the man's a sinner. Is that right? Turning black around him. I see him laying there. And you've just been healed. It was in another meeting. And there was a fellow trying to call black. His old Robert. Is that right? Take your handkerchief and send it to your friend telling him to receive Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I condemn that sin upon the man and ask for his healing. Amen. God bless you, sir. Don't doubt. Believe you shall receive what you ask. Look here. 
You want to go around and touch my trouble? Yes. Stand up. Jesus Christ heals you. That's your head colitis in the test. Is that right? Confess my trouble. You're healed now. Go on and be made well. Amen. Have faith in God. Now, more you speak to people, I hope that you people will understand that uh, more you talk to people, vision is what makes you weak. See, you, uh, Daniel, I believe one time saw a vision and he said he was, he was beside himself out of his head for several days. You remember the scripture? That the more you talk to people, more it knows or speaks. You don't get over that asthma? Believe that God will make you well? Stand up and accept it then. And be made well in the name of the Lord Jesus. Have faith in God. What do you think about that lady sitting next to her? You believe with all your heart? You believe me to be God's prophet? You do? If I can, by the power of God, know what's wrong with you, will you accept your healing? You have liver trouble, isn't that right? Is that right? Stand up to your feet if that's right. Accept your healing and go home and be healed in Jesus Christ's name. That's faith. Don't doubt. Believe with all your heart. Now, sir, I believe that we're strangers to one another. Uh, as far as I know, this is our first time ever meeting in life. I, I don't know you. But God does know you. Is that true? Uh, that's true. Now, if I if I don't know you, God does know you. You you realize that your life before God, what you have been, what you are now, what you will be, is just like a tape unrolled. And mine is the same thing. And the only way I couldn't heal you or help you out of your trouble, the only thing I could do is by a divine gift, like a minister, by a divine gift to preach. By divine gift as a seer or his prophet, I would know what your trouble was and could reveal to you, and that would only bring your faith up in God. Is that right to accept what you're asking for? Yes, sir. You believe me to be his prophet? You have a mighty good faith. Now, you are suffering with a stomach trouble. Is that right? It's caused from a peptic condition in your stomach. That's right. You also are a very nervous person. That's what's causing the stomach condition. And doing that, it's caused you to have hemorrhoids. I see you having some kind of trouble coughing or something. It's an asthmatic condition. Isn't that right? You also have heart trouble. Is that right? You believe me to be a prophet? Then I see somebody standing near your side. It's a woman. It's your wife. She's got something wrong with her, on her face, cancer. Is that right? And look, your house number is 1154 on McKinley Street, and your name is C.B. DeWitt. Is that right? Go home and be made well and lay your hand on your wife. Do you believe with all your heart? 
All right, we're strangers one to another. God only knows. Isn't that the truth? Now stop thinking that. Didn't Jesus of Nazareth tell Peter his name was Peter, Cepheus, a stone? He's just the same yesterday, today, and forever. Certainly, as you talk, more you talk to the person, more what does have to talk, just simply believe. That's all you have to do now, is just believe. Oh my, I hope this faith keeps up, you'll see the glory of God. All right, lady. You're suffering with a growth, and the growth's in your throat. Is that right? And it's caused from a nervous condition, a nervous disorder. Say, I see you at a meeting. Or it's, it's one of my meetings. You've been healed before. For heart trouble, go home, you're going to get well too. This way, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Have faith in God. Believe on the Lord Jesus. You shall have what you ask for, if you believe. All right. Only have faith. Can't you see that? A world of light standing there. Is right over the lady laying here? Have faith, lady. How do you do? You're the patient. Or it looks to me as God's prophet and believe that I, that I come to help you, do you? You're something, I see you trying to move from a bed. It's a, something stiff. You have arthritis. And that's right. And then something's happened. You had an accident. You've mashed your thumb on the door of a car. Is that right? And, and bruised it. Injured the bone. In the name of the Lord Jesus, go and be healed and give God praise. Let's say thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Come, ladies. Do you believe that all your soul and Almighty God is the same yesterday, did forever? If God will just let me see what is your trouble, will you accept your healing then and believe with all your heart? All right. You got heart trouble, haven't you? Yes. Go home now. I want to lay hands on you first because that's what you want me to do. In Jesus Christ's name, may you be healed, Mother. Go and God's peace rest on you. You get well. All right. Come, lady. You believe with all your heart? If God will help me now, is getting weak. You believe that he'll know what's wrong with you? If you just speak what's wrong? All right. I see you a lot of times going somewhere with your hand on your, it's in your back, your kidneys. Go home. Jesus Christ will make you well and you'll be healed. Come, lady. Do you believe with all your heart? Would you obey me as God's servant? You got arthritis. You had arthritis. Go off the platform and say, I haven't got it. Never testify of it again. And give God praise. And God will... All right. You believe? 
Believe God's going to make you well. Jesus telling you what's wrong. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless her. And may the Holy Ghost now come into her body and condemn this enemy and drive him out. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen. God bless you. Glory at it, all. God be with you. All right, come. You believe you're coming for the child. You believe that God is here to reveal and to remove. I don't know the child, but God does. Is that right? Mighty young to have that. Diabetes, but God will make him well. Do you believe it? Is that true? God Almighty, have mercy on the baby, spare its little life, and may it go. I take it to Calvary in the name of Jesus Christ for a blood transfusion that its life will be spared. Amen. Don't fear, sir. Get nervous yourself. Getting up this All right, Tom Brink, these little children. Honey, dear, your mighty sweet little girl, look up this way just a moment. Those pretty little eyes. You believe that Jesus, the Son of God, sent Brother Branham to pray for you? If Jesus is here, he'd put his hands on the little girl like you, she'd get well, wouldn't she? Now, Jesus is here, but he's in the form of spirit. If God will reveal what's wrong with your baby, you accept it to him. You being the mother with love and concern about the baby, lay your hand on The baby's got heart trouble. But the baby's going to be made well. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I condemn that devil that's done this and has for it. It's a nervous heart, lady, born that way. But it'll get well, don't fear. Go believing with all your heart. All right, come, lady. Are you believing? Amen. You know the asthmatic condition, be made well. You believe God is going to heal you? Would you like to go eat? That stomach to give you some trouble, hasn't it? You believe me to be God's prophet? What's done it? You're just the time of life, you're in the, the menopause time. It made you nervous and upset, you're scared. The devil tells you you're going to lose your mind. Late in the evening, you get real nervous and have to sit down many times. Is that right? Just washing some dishes the other day and drop one. Isn't that right? Now your stomach trouble's healed. You go home, eat what you want to. Jesus Christ makes you whole. Let's say praise be to God. All right. Tell her to accept Jesus. Tell her her heart trouble's gone. God bless you. Let us say praise be to God. Bow your heads real quick. There's a death spirit coming around me now. Bow your head. Oh, Lord, created heavens and earth, author of everlasting life, giver of every good gift, send our blessings upon this man and make this evil to leave him. Oh, thou eternal God, who is before the day springs from on high, you as God, then you'll be God when the seas is wet self in the desert. You'll still be God. Now, now I ask that this great Jehovah coming in his power through the name of Jesus Christ and loose this man from his affliction. Go in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask the evil to leave. 
All right, you may raise your hand. Thank the Lord. Amen. Praise his holy name. There he is, perfectly normal and well from being dead. God bless you, brother. You also had a nervous problem. Is that right? The reason I said that is so you know it is seen yet. Praise the Lord. You don't care what asthmatic condition? You know that it's faith in your leg, you want to be healed? If you do, accept Jesus Christ as Son of God, yes. Yes, raise up. That's it. God bless you. Go home now and be made well. Yes, you lady, right next to that. Hey, raise up and go home and be made well. In the name of Jesus Christ. The whole bunch of you can. Lady, I don't know your trouble. Where's your time? You're in a dying condition. You know that. You're seven with cancer. Is that right? The only doctor says you haven't got a chance. You also. But you have got a chance. Your chance is Jesus Christ. Do you believe it tonight? Do you believe it? It's the only thing you can do. If you believe it, accept that power of God that's on you right now. Rise up. Pick up your bed. Go home and forget about it and be made well. Rise up to your feet. They put Jesus Christ to be healed. The Lord said to you, yes, as quick as a picture, stand to your feet. They put Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God.